Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios, wherever the fuck we find ourselves, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 535 of Cognitive Dissonance. And We're Cecil, like three away. We're like three away from 538, Tom. Yeah. We're three away. <laughs> 538. That's going to be, that's going to be the. Wouldn't it have been amazingly auspicious if 538 was our election show? That would be amazing. We should just stop recording Let's, until then. Can we go on pause? <laughs> can we just go on pause for a little pause. while? Just so we just. We should do, we should do 537.1. Yeah, we got it. Let's cheat it. Let's cheat it. <laughs> We got to cheat it, buddy. <laughs> we'll just cheat it till we get there. Oh, Tom. Oh, man. Tragic yeah. news today. I tragic. don't know if you saw. Tragic news. The president announced that he was uh, he was going to suspend elections, which is what he can't do. So he, yeah. he mentioned it today. So tragic news in well, everybody's. If he doesn't suspend elections, then voting by mail will cause <sighs> massive electoral fraud. So, something exactly. which we've been able to do since like the Civil War and something sure. which Trump has voted himself by mail. Along with many people in his cabinet, sure. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have voted by mail. Like, uh, John Oliver did a really good uh, piece about the vote by mail thing. And, like, the it, this it's like one of those crimes where if you just pause and think about why, like, there would not be massive amounts of electoral fraud and, like, voting fraud, you personally gain nothing. But the risks are enormous. Like, there are, like, like if I go rob a liquor store, let's say I want to rob a liquor store. Sure. The, the gain that I get out of that is somebody money. hands me money. You get and then something. I, have, I, Tom, have yeah. that money and you I put money. it in my pocket. And yeah. then I go, ta-la-la, and I go outside and I get arrested. But for a moment, I had some money. Sure. And that's why I robbed the liquor store. So the risk reward thing, at least, the, but the reward is like, maybe I will incrementally affect yeah. the election. Sure. I am definitely willing to, to risk jail time to incrementally affect the election. There was 125 million people who voted <laughs> in the last election. So Cecil, I just thought it'd be fun. Let's say you wanted to swing the election. Yeah. You know, you wanted to significantly impact the election through your voter fraud. It's the only thing that would make that risk reward balance. Sure. Make sense. You'd have to get you'd have to collect yeah. a lot of ballots and send so, a lot of ballots. All right. Well, let's in. just let's just think. 125 million and let's say I I need to only I can so I can swing this fucking thing if I can just swing a tenth of a percent of it. I have to go out right. and steal 125,000 ballots. Okay. Yeah. And uh and and then mail all those in. Admittedly, admittedly, 
if you were to do it in a in a state, some states were swung by, you know, 10,000, 15,000 votes in yeah. some places even in That's even true. in even in uh uh Florida in the Bush v Gore, it was uh, a couple hundred, right? Yeah. So a couple hundred worth. But that would mean you would need to have some of that foresight to know exactly where they're going to be neck and neck. And right. even even in places where we have st- statistical analysis and people who know what they're talking about, even those people don't don't get it right 100% of the time. So you may waste a shit ton of time trying to find ballots in fucking Michigan that you never really need it. Yeah. So Cecil, so guess how much time you would have to waste just for, for funsies. If you wanted 10,000, if you want, I'm going to, I have a system and it'll only take me three minutes per ballot and I'm going to do 10,000 ballots. This is the fun thing about large numbers, right? So yeah, that's 500 hours of work. (laughs) 500 hours of work that you would have to do. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, what is that? It's almost like it's not even a real thing, Cecil. It's almost like it's nothing to worry about. Is it five weeks worth of time or something like that? Is that what that is? 500 hours? Well, let's say- No, that's a little less. It's less If if they're work weeks and you put in 10 hours of overtime, it'll be 10 weeks, (laughs) right? (laughs) Work weeks, though. It'd be 10 weeks of working 50-hour weeks of doing nothing all day but stealing ballots at three minutes per ballot. Three minutes per ballot. Right, which I yeah. don't know who's got the three minutes per ballot machine that they sure. have. Like, so, you know, it's the fun thing about large numbers is they yeah. don't, as soon as you like do the math, you're like, that's not a true thing. Even a 10 grand, it's a, it's a lot of time. It's and a massive so it's, but it's a, But it's an asinine thing anyway, because right. we in, in Illinois, I guess they're trying to shift to vote by mail if you want. And I got applications, I think, for it in the mail. I have to double check and look. Um, but I don't want to go vote this time if I can avoid it. I did it in the primary. Yeah, and it was, it was shitty. I had to stand outside in the cold because nobody wanted to stand next to each other. It was in the first days of the fucking coronavirus. Nobody's wearing a mask back then. So back then it was it was fucking weird, man. Because yeah. it was it was like literally in the first couple that couple days. It was when the first two weeks of the coronavirus, and uh, at least in Illinois. It was insane. And and all the polling stations were closed down because people didn't want to fucking be there to go run the goddamn thing. How and so backwards have- is that too? Like, I'm sorry, but like, like the, like the thing to do would be to have more places right. to do it so less people go to each yeah. place. Instead, like we make decisions that create more density. Absolutely, absolutely. It's a silly way to fix the problem. Oh, it's a dumb God. way to fix the problem. And then they, and but it's, it's a necessity though, Tom, because people yeah. weren't signing up for volunteer slots. So they're stuck in this weird position where they're, they're creating larger density. Nobody wants to be there. The people don't want to actually go and sign up as to be, election judges anymore. And it's, it's so easy to fix. It's so fucking easy to fix. And you know who gets a chance to vote? And this is why they don't want to do it. The people who get the chance to vote when it's fucking vote by mail are people who can't leave their job during the day because they're busy all day and they can't ever get to the ballot. It's the, it's the elderly people who can't leave their houses easily. It's people who have to take care of their children who can't leave their children or take their children with them to the ballot station. Right. People without vehicles, people who are poor, like who, who are, who are so deep in poverty, they don't have transportation. Yeah. So we're, you know, who are who are those people who I mentioned that are affected? Oh, it's the poor and the disaffected in this country. Yeah, you don't want to give those people votes because they'll vote your fucking fat cat ass out of there. <laughs> That's know, why. Every time. That's every why. Every time. Like, like there, there is a there is a reason that 
the GOP does not want to turn out. They did. They, they've they've shown again again. They've taken it to court. They're not even trying to hide it. They've come out and said it out loud. So this isn't like Tom's conspiracy hour. Like the right does not want to enfranchise the whole country. Like we could, if we really wanted to say we want to have a system where everybody in the country decides who its leaders are, we would just say, okay, well, let's get rid of Columbus Day because that guy was a monster. And instead yeah. we'll have Voting Tuesday and yeah. it would be a national holiday. And we would say, okay, you have to get paid for it, right? Yep. Like, and so people would be able to take the day off and they would get paid for that day off. And maybe you'd stagger it over two days so that, you know, not everything in the whole world closed, right? So you could have some toggle back. You you would have a, or I don't know, Cecil, like we're, vote by fucking mail. We're talking about all kinds of different documents travel through the mail as it is. So the idea that that this document in particular is different than all the rest is silly. Right. And like you said, the amount of work that would have to go in to, to, to handle this and do this seems like just such a, it's such an amazing amount of work <laughs> to do the, the littlest push. But but beyond that fact, Trump can't actually change the day. No, he, he can't does not have say, the power. And even if he did, right, even if he did, it doesn't matter because the way the Constitution is written, Pelosi would become the fucking president <laughs> on June on January 20th. Right. So he cool has no story, idea bro. that that's the case. That yeah. he still would have to yeah. vacate. Yeah, because he has no, he doesn't know how things work. He doesn't know right. how any of the he didn't know how any of it worked before he took the job. We hired a guy who had no <laughs> idea how any of it worked. He had no idea. He's, he's a guy who you hire for like in Tesla. He walks in, he's like, So you make electric cars here, huh? Like that's <laughs> that's how fucking stupid yeah. a person we hired. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it it is it is amazing how little like he must have paid attention in civics class. Yeah, you find that right. out all the time. He's just like I'm the president. I have absolute control. It's like, mm, no, but he, you know, yeah. I will say like, he's pushing those boundaries because the checks and balances refuse to check him. Exactly. Right? No, you're absolutely right. You're and, absolutely right. And I saw people upset about that today. And yeah. I, I will say like, you know, the checks and balances in this country, that one of the, one of the massive problems we have is with a, with a two party system. And we've got this bullshit filibuster nonsense. You can have a small majority in the Senate, for example, I don't know. You could have a small majority in the Senate that basically cock blocks any attempts to restrain executive power. And that is yeah. antithetical to the system of checks and balances that we have. Because yeah. if the if the president is supported by the Senate and the Senate is supported by the president, you effectively have one monolith yeah. rather than two independent branches of government. And that's that's what we've been building for years and years. We've been building these yeah. monoliths instead yeah. of independent branches that seek to check each other. And since yeah. the Senate won't hold the president accountable, the Senate, the, the president can, with great impunity, just act unilaterally. Yeah, do whatever he wants. Yeah. Yeah. And he has. He has shown time yeah. and time and time again. Today, he tweeted out a, 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 a fucking promotion for a pizza place in New York. On his Twitter feed. What? They're just saying, you should go eat pizza at this place in New York. It's a great place. Literally you, on his Twitter feed. You you you, you, you you literally cannot do that, and it does not matter that he did doesn't that. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter at all. I mean, it's and like that's the just Goya one thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's did just you see one his, thing. Did you see his tweet about the suburbs? No, I didn't see that. Oh, one. Oh, hold on, Cecil. I got to read this to you, buddy. So here's the tweet, Cecil. I am happy to inform all of the people living their suburban lifestyle dream that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low-income housing built in your neighborhood. Wow. And what he's referring to specifically is he rescinded 
AFFH, which is the, um, it's, it's an extension of the Fair Housing Act. Um, I forgot what, exactly what it stands for. I always forget what it stands for. But the goal of it was basically to um, create incentives, financial incentives, to allow people to have affordable housing. I think it's like the Affordable Housing Fairness Shenanigans yeah, Act yeah, yeah. or something like that. But the idea was to create affordable housing that was spread out in geographically diverse areas and in um, economically diverse areas so that you didn't create these ghettos, right? One of the problems that we had in the, in the 80s and 90s was that we took all the poor people and we stuck them physically in one place. And we, sure. cr we created this ghettoization of American cities. And we saw very quickly that that leads to multi-generational cycles of poverty because all these people become, you know, nested into one place. And those places have bad schools and low job opportunities. Yeah, no and opportunity. shitty yeah, access yeah. to public transportation and like food bad deserts. access to food. Yeah, thank And like, they're just a nightmare. And so people that are born into that nightmare have no opportunity to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and thunk around in the American dream. So it was understood that we had to do something to break that apart. AFFH was part of that process. It was an extension of the Fair Housing Act. So the idea was to create incentives so that you could get affordable housing in uh, communities that were like safer with better schools and better job opportunities and to, to move people around so that you don't have these cycles of poverty. He fucking rescinded it. And then when he rescinded nice. it, he tweets this thing out saying, hey, white people, this is exactly what this reads. Hey, yeah, white yeah. people, don't worry. We'll keep the blacks in their place. Yep. That's yep. that's the dog whistle. It's not even a dog whistle. It's not even a dog whistle. I'm happy no. to inform yeah. all the people living their suburban lifestyle dream, which is capitalized, like that's a brand name, yes. that you will no longer be bothered or financially hurt by having low-income housing built in your neighborhood. And then he just fucks over the poor because he knows that the poor is not his base. Yep. He's got- And he's like, trying to stop him from voting. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking outrageous. Yeah, well, it's a it's less than a hundred days now until he's uh, until we see what happens. But uh, he's 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 trailing, but a, a shot is still a shot, right? Just yep. like we learned with Hillary, trailing doesn't mean anything. So I mean, it's a, you know a a one in six ch chance is still a one in six chance. So uh, so you know it's 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 certainly not a one in thirty five chance. Yeah, and certainly not a one in a hundred chance. It's a lot it's a lot better odds than that. So, uh, so uh, I encourage everybody to get registered, get voting, and and make sure that they're that they are ready to go. Uh, not only vote, not only vote in this election, but also vote just in general. Yeah. You know, even if you're gonna, I and I know there's a bunch of people who are gonna protest, not protest, vote or whatever, or not vote. I don't. I'm not gonna fucking argue with you. I'm not gonna beg you. You should know what's a moral choice. It's up to you. But, and there's just tons of money pouring in for certain people, very uh, uh, famous. Uh, infamous, if you will, senators against them in their campaign. So Lindsey Graham's going to have an uphill race. Mitch McConnell's got a lot of money coming into his opponent, and Susan Collins a lot of money coming into their yep. opponent. So, so there's a lot of money that's flowing in to uh, to push up some some Democrats. And right now they're saying if things you know go the way they go, it may be that it might be a blue a blue Senate, and that's that would that's be amazing. Huge. That would That's be amazing. Huge. If it's blue, 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 you get some serious stuff done. Um, so that would be pretty great. Uh, you're taking over. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though, you leave. It, it, Trump drives away in a beautiful car. 
He's driving down the road. And then four years later, he returns it, tosses the keys to Biden and all the wheels fall <laughs> up. And just, it's like that old victory auto records. Right. Thing. Yeah. The door falls it, off. Door falls off. That's what happens when they returns it. Cause it's, because he's fucked this nation in a huge way. And in one way, you can already see, Tom, is the GDP. <laughs> what are you talking about, Cecil? The GDP is... Do I, the GDP charts are, if yeah. they weren't so absolutely terrifyingly bleak, they would be comical. Because, yeah. like, it's like the charts of the GDP. It's like, oh, here's some peaks and some valleys and some dips and some drops. And then there's the current drop, which, like extends off the page and like spills onto your desk <laughs> and like you have to Bugs wipe it up with thing. fucking paper towels. Yeah. It's the old Bugs Bunny thing where yeah. it just pours it's yeah. the ink is pouring down on the desk. Oh, it's amazing. Oh my God. It's Our just, economy took a wrong turn at Albuquerque, Tom. You know, I, I, I if you, like I took that chart earlier today. It totally did, man. I took that chart earlier today and I, I, I sort of just like did the enlarged shrink thing. And what I wanted to see is like, how much do you have to shrink it, like to shrink the peaks to make that valley appear sort of normalized? And you have to make <laughs> it so small you can't even see it. You can't even like see anything meaningful on it anymore. I have to say, though, this, you know, when you look at how bad the, the economy is doing, you can certainly blame some of that. Actually, you can blame all of it on the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. But... It's Trump's giant mismanagement of the coronavirus that caused the problem. Thank you. It's yeah. not that it's it's not that it's the coronavirus's fault. Sure, it's the coronavirus's fault, but it's also the fact that he's mismanagement so bad. Do you remember the first day we heard about it and he was trying to hot potato that shit to Pence? Do oh you my remember god. That? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, see, so honest. Give, give me an honest answer now. Who's in charge of it federally now? No, nobody is. Nobody is. Because like no, he appointed he he appointed Pence to be in charge and Pence was like mother I have a job and like yeah. with no qualifications whatsoever sure, by yeah. the way to lead that yeah no he's 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 had a bad track record with viruses that's for right. sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like he like continues to undermine his own expert like Fauci absolutely constantly like yeah. he just like he has a hate on for that guy because he's jealous of him like he's, oh, he's like so weirdly jealous. crazy so jealous of him. God, he's so fucking ugly, petty, gross, grade school jealous of him. Yeah. It's just pathetic. It's just pathetic. Yep. It's, God, God, could you seriously think about a person in your life that's a grown ass person being that pathetic? I, no. Why, would you, would you, wouldn't you just cut that toxicity out of your life if someone was that fucking petty yeah, and that fucking pathetic? And if you felt that way, like if I felt that jealous, like I have felt jealous, like I'm not going to pretend I haven't. I have sure, been, yeah. I have seen it yeah. and I've been like, oh man, I'm kind of fucking jealous of that. Like, yeah. but then, you know, there's that moment where you're like, this is a natural jealousy. This is like aspirational jealousy where it's like, I'd like to have that. What do I need to do to work for it? Like to achieve sure. that thing that this person, there's this aspirational jealousy. And then there's sort of just sort of like FOMO jealousy. And sure. then there's just like, this sort of like desperate, childish, insecure jealousy where like you just have to like destroy the other person. There's never an attempt to be like, oh man, I guess I should step up. It's not that. It's like, I absolutely must crush this person because I will then be the only other choice in the room. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like wanting like the pretty girl at the party and being like, all right, here's what I'll do. 
I'll kill every other person at this party, and then she'll have to choose me. When I open fire, she will fall on her knees and beg me to marry her. (laughs) It's seriously, it's that fucking cracked out. Like, it's like, if I'm your only choice, I'm still your choice. You're like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. This week, um, one of the things that happened was uh, he had said... (laughs) That he was going to throw out the first pitch at the Yankees game because Fauci got asked to throw out the first pitch in a game and nobody asked Trump and he just <laughs> announced that he was going to do it. And then he said, no, I can't. I'm sorry. He canceled it. Everybody at the Yankees is looking at each other saying, did you call him? I didn't call. Did you call? <laughs> nobody knew it. Yeah. He literally just announced it by fiat. It's amazing. <laughs> I love that he like, he invited himself to the Yankees to throw the first pitch and then canceled on them. <laughs> He's like, ah, I can't make it. And they're just like, we, uh, uh, okay, cool. Has Trump ever what? invited himself? Uh, I don't know. Like he just invited himself to give a eulogy to somebody. I wonder. <laughs> He'd go to John Lewis and say, hey, uh, John Lewis's family and say, hey, uh, just so you know, I'm going to be the one giving I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give the eulogy. I'm gonna give the second eulogy after Obama. Yeah, and then just doesn't do it. He just walks in and just, hey guys, I'm here. I'm here to do the eulogy. It's gonna be a great eulogy, bigly eulogy. You're gonna love it. I can't do it. I got other things to do. Fuck your eulogy. Your eulogy is small. It's sad. I'm not doing your eulogy. There's like this crazy, desperate insecurity to the whole thing. That's just. It's absolutely wild to watch. How is that? How is that? attractive to anyone who sees it because it's obvious, right? It's obvious to anyone who sees it. So I can't imagine somebody looking at that person and thinking, gosh, that's my guy. Well, they don't believe it. So insecure. They just, they just believe the thing is like, they think that didn't happen. Like they, like the people that are, that are, that are rabidly pro Trump. They think that that's that, that story where like, he's going to throw the first pitch and then he canceled. They think that like, he really was invited. And that he canceled because he was too busy working on the coronavirus, like he said. They just believe what he says. Even when the things he says don't match the other things he says, then what they believe after that is that he's working some crazy angle, right? Oh, now he's just screwing with the media just to screw with the media. And it's like, well, you know, I mean, the media does report stuff to the people. Like, doesn't he have a responsibility to be consistent and not to just play games with, like, our lives? Well, it, the way the way he put the way they say it though is they'll say he's throwing a curveball to somebody. He's throwing a curveball through the media to us. Uh, but you're like you're the recipient of that curveball. Like, yeah. Well, you also know, just the media is just manipulating the fucking, yeah, me. Me, media is just the fucking mouthpiece. You're the one who's getting the curveball. Yeah. Like, you're the <laughs> right. you're the eventual person he beans. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Right. Why you should be just as upset as I am. I don't understand. At all. And like, we got to talk about like the, 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 um, John Lewis funeral. Yeah. So how classy is that to just not attend that? You know, he didn't go to McCain's either. Yeah. And that guy was in his own party. And like, it's not necessary that he goes, but like, it would be classy. Yeah. Right. Like it would be a classy thing to do. Be like, Oh, this guy was an important figure in American life. It would actually, because he was a civil rights leader, like it would be a bridge building piece at a time when I don't know sure. the country is suffering through like some of the worst like racial tension in its history. Yeah. yeah but it's just, it's just that he does not give a shit about that. He's not going to go to John Lewis's funeral 
because it doesn't play the right message to the base, right? Will he go to Herman Cain's funeral, you think? I don't know. I bet not. I bet, he huh. I bet he's one of those guys that secretly just doesn't go to many funerals. Oh. I'm well, now openly doesn't go to many yeah, funerals. Right? <laughs> it's not secretly anymore. Big, big switch. Turning Point USA and Herman Cain uh, really came out pro-mask this week, which I thought was great. Um, <laughs> pro you know, it's a big shift for Republicans, Tom. It's it a is, huge shift for them to push so and come out pro-mask pro <laughs> like that, I think. Oh, God. It's a bold stance, I think. It's, bold it's, stance. It's a bold laydown is bold what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, too, you know, oh. I don't, I don't care that Herman Cain died because I didn't care when Herman Cain lived, by the way. I just want to yeah. point that out because nobody cared because he was the $5 foot, foot long Sim City tax plan guy. So <laughs> nobody cared about him. But I just want to point out one thing that I will say. You know, I, I while I don't care that he died, I will say that there is some definite justice behind it because he he has a Twitter account that has 550,000 people that follow it. And he was anti-mask. At least his fucking Twitter person was anti-mask yeah, on, the tw on the tweet feed. Yep. So, you know, when, when people say, oh, well, you know, he's, he, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you know, go so low and make fun. I'm not making fun of the guy dying, but the fucking guy was tweeting a couple of weeks ago, at least his his manager or whatever was tweeting a couple of weeks ago about how masks were bullshit. And there was a deleted tweet from him that specifically said something like, I'm glad that today's Trump rally is mass free. Enough is enough or something yeah, like I that. Saw the same and then thing. he was and it was deleted from his feed, but it, yep. it happened. Yep. And they took pictures of him while he's there, a big smile on his face. And he contracted COVID a couple of days after got hospitalized a couple days after that. So, you know, you could probably put two and two together. I don't know if there was a contact tracer deep in the case here, but I think we could all suspect that maybe he either brought it with him there or he got it while he was there. And so, you know, if, if somebody's going to be upset that we made a joke at his expense or whatever, you know, that guy's hurting people. That yep. guy's out there yep. spreading mm -hmm. bullshit. He's hurting human beings. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy is right, man. And the same thing is true. Like the turning point guy that died, who's who was virulently publicly in writing going out of his way to cast doubt on like what the health experts are saying to do to yeah. stop this fucking pandemic. The thing is like, like we're doing all the wrong things with socially, like with regard to this pandemic. And there is a, a whole like power structure of people like Herman Cain's not unpopular. He's not unpowerful because of that popularity. Anyone with 550,000 Twitter followers has some pull with people, right? Sure. And he might not have individual pull, but what what it what is true is that when you take a guy like him and a guy like the state senator in Tennessee who just got it recently and the talking point guy or the turning point guy, I'm sorry, and like you take all these messages and you add them up and you aggregate them, if that if those are the messages that you see repeated time yeah. and time and time yeah, again, yeah, yeah. it's not the individual effect of one person. It's the accumulated effect yeah, of like the aggregate. same message over yeah. and over. Yeah, and it's like, an aggregate. These motherfuckers, like to your point, like these motherfuckers are part of the reason that huge numbers of people just don't think this is a real thing. And that's yeah. why the economy is down 33%, right? That's why yep. the GDP is down 32.9%. It's all like, connected. If you're out of work, this is why you're out of work. You're out of work because people aren't, aren't supporting masks. There's a one-to-one yeah. -one correlation here. Right. It's yeah. not this is not tough shit to figure out. Like if you're struggling, if you like lost your like 
you know, a loved one to this, if you're wondering if like your schools are going to be allowed to reopen and if our kids are going to get an education this year or if they're going to slip further and further behind, like all of that, the reason we have this fucking problem this many months into the game when so many other countries have this much better under control, it's because these assholes aggregate together to spread a false narrative that counters the advice of the health experts. The only yep. people we should be allowed to listen to, are, the yeah. only people should be allowed to weigh in on this yeah. are people that are the fucking health experts. There's a reason we hired those motherfuckers. So like to filter their message through the fucking mouths of these numbskulls, of these idiots, of these people who have like, they have a fucking agenda and that agenda is not to keep you safe. It's, yeah. it's wrong. That's the reason you're unemployed if you're unemployed. That right there. Fuckers like Herman Cain. Fuck yeah. that guy. If I get it, it's because someone else made a mistake, right? Because I'm really careful. I am, I I, I sanitize my hands all the time when I'm out. I, I wash my hands whenever I can when I'm out. I wear a mask whenever I can around anyone else. I am very cautious and very conscious of how I bring things into my house and make sure that I am staying as, as, uh, as germ-free as possible, right? Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. So if I get it, it's somebody else. Somebody else really fucked up, right? They fucking snotted on something and they touched something or they coughed in my face or they did. You know what I mean? If I yeah, get it, right. it's because someone made a mistake. The thing is, is when Herman Cain got this, it's because of his own stupidity. Yep. That's why he got it. He got it because he was stubborn, because he was he was too, uh, too into his own fuck. It's his head so far up his own ass that he didn't fucking realize that it could kill you, right? And this is a cancer survivor, right? He's a, he's fucking immunocompromised and he's going to a Trump rally with a bunch of other people. It's, it's amazing to me. Like, I have no sympathy for any of these motherfuckers. The thing that's amazing to me is then like when people very rightfully point out like the, the not just the schadenfreude, but but honestly, the fucking, the kind of karmic justice that is, yeah. and not actual karma, but you know, the, the karmic social justice. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Like they get, they, there's this tweets like these, these tweets like, oh, you know, this is not a time to politicize. Motherfuckers have been politicizing the deaths of 150,000 people. Every time you stand up and you say like, let's not wear a mask, let's not do this. You are politicizing a health issue for your fucking benefit. So I have no patience for that. Like, oh, now that now that somebody I love died, now it's yeah. a, now don't politicize it. But when it's yeah. your fucking loved one who's dead or out of work or kids can't go back to school, like, oh, I'll politicize that all fucking day. Go to hell with that nonsense. It's it's inherently political. The death is inherently yes. political. Yep. So fuck you. Yep. And and I'm I, I'm I'm so tired of the moralizing that goes on because it. And it and the reason why they do it is because they're playing the victim card right now. They want to be. They don't want to hear that they were fucking wrong. They just want to play the fucking victim card right now. Yeah, right. And what you need to hear is that you were wrong, and everybody around you was wrong, and that you, if you wear a fucking mask, you are going to save somebody. Period. The end of the story. Yep. And use this death not as a fucking springboard for you to fucking hide your fucking head in the sand more deeply. Instead, use it as a way to say, you know what. Those people were wrong. The end. Yeah. We should all just fucking Those people pitch were wrong, in and, and now I'm going to use the platform that I have yeah. to correct the record to correct and it. to drive home the point. Yeah. Because now the thing is, Cecil, like they have an opportunity now to say I was wrong and here are the consequences of being wrong. Don't let it happen to you. I, like they have an opportunity now to correct the record in a meaningful way, and yeah. their refusal to do that in order to like avoid the shame 
of having been so wrong about something so important is just yeah. going to cause more people to die. Absolutely. It's just going to compound Absolutely. the tragedy out of their own fucking fear, out of their yeah. own like, like they, oh, I don't want to admit I'm wrong. I'm a fucking giant pussy and I'm not able yeah. to admit I'm wrong. Just be yeah. wrong. I'm wrong about all kinds yeah. of shit. It's, it, it, there, and the weird thing is, is the crazy thing is, is like, I don't know if you saw this week when they had Barr up there in front of everybody. Did you see this? I they saw some Barr of up it. there. Yeah. So they had Barr up there. And I really feel like the Democrats fucking squandered that in a huge way because they didn't try to catch him on any kind of real major problems, which is what they should have been doing is try to, you know, try to fucking stick it to him, make him lie under oath. Instead, they just stood up there and grandstanded and then they would stay with, they're pointing out the right's hypocrisy and you just want to slap the left and just say, fucking the right doesn't care if they're hypocrites. No. They've never cared. So you're using this big giant platform to point out hypocrisy and nobody on the other, other side gives a fuck. Yeah, Use right. it to try to fucking get this guy to tie himself into knots and maybe fucking, I don't know, lie under oath and then maybe you have something. But the bullshit about, well, you're a hypocrite. Who fucking, no, yeah. nobody cares. Yeah. Everybody knows he's a hypocrite. Being being hypocritical, if like, that's only a problem if you have a problem with hypocrisy. It's like, it's yeah. like telling somebody in open marriage, like, hey man, your wife is cheating on you. It's like, yeah, we're all, we're all okay with that over here. Yeah. Hey man, your side is hypocritical. Like, yeah, that's a strategy. Yeah. Like we're okay with it. Like we don't yeah. like it. It literally does it's not less have baggage. any moral compunction. Yeah, it's less baggage. Right. I move faster into the world without 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 the without my sense of hypocrisy. I move through the world like a cat. Are you yeah. kidding me? <laughs> it makes them sleek. It makes them. It makes them aerodynamic. Are you? Are you a fucking a man? The one thing I will say though, and this will this will end our talk about coronavirus. I will say I will forgive twenty twenty all its transgressions. If Louis Gomert takes a turn for the worst. Oh, I know. Oh, because yeah, Gomert's got the fucking COVIDs. And I'm just like, oh, oh, uh, oh. That's, oh, a, this that's be, a good one. That's a bad person. Yeah. That's a genuinely a bad, bad person. Yeah. Like, like I don't I, I know Herman Cain is yes and no, kind of bad, but also kind of forgettable. Louis Gomert's a bad dude. Yeah. And Louis Gomert getting getting COVID. Uh, especially after keeping his like opening his fucking mouth in the in the hearings and then not wearing a mask the whole time. So I have no idea who else in that room got sick. But yeah. you know, fucking a. If Louis Gomer gets it, and uh, Louis Gomer has it, but if Louis Gomer gets worse, that's uh, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to. I am ready to drunk text 2020. <laughs> I am ready to late night you up 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Eggplant, eggplant, eggplant. <laughs> eggplant, eggplant, sploosh. You got it. <laughs> hey, has this ever happened to you? Honey, where did you get these sex toys from? Uh, local sex shop? I didn't think Reeboks made sex toys. Hmm. I don't I don't know how I'm going to peg with this. Hmm. Are you sure this is legit? Well, I went to a place called Dick's. Honey, that's a sporting goods store. Have you or a loved one accidentally yeah. gone to a sporting goods store when you should have been shopping at AdamandEve.com? Who are you? Yes, with AdamandEve.com, you can explore thousands of products that will make you glad you're staying home. Mm. And now Adam and Eve is offering an exclusive discount to our listeners. That's Choose almost any one item at 50% off. When you do, you'll also get free shipping delivered discreetly right to your door. Wow. Just remember to use offer code GLORY. That's G-L-O-R-Y at checkout. Now this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Give me that ass. There is no what if. I am pregnant. 
And it is Jesus. So this story is from the progressive secular humanist blogs over at Patheos. Bishop, daughters should be uneducated so they're not smarter than husbands. All right, so <laughs> what I want to do is I want to read out loud what this guy said. This is a, this sure. is a sermon from uh, evangelical bishop Idir Macedo, oh. right? Oh. Um, he's a bishop of the Universal Church of the Kingdom of God. And so here's what he said. Uh, he's talking about his daughters. When they went out, I said they would just go to high school and they wouldn't go to college. My wife supported me, but the relatives found it absurd. Why don't you go to college? Because if you graduate from a particular profession, you will serve yourself. You will work for yourself. But I don't want that. You came to serve God. Because if she was a doctor and had a high degree of knowledge and found a boy who had a low degree of knowledge, he would not be the head. She would be the head. And if it were the head, it would not serve God's will. <laughs> quick, quick aside. Uh, two quick things. One, he is absolutely obsessed with head. He absolutely. is absolutely 100%. obsessed 100%. with head. Like, 100%. I'm telling you this. Doctors get head too. Yeah, <laughs> doctors get head. Doctors give head. Like you could have any job, Let and me it's tell not you, off the table. You know who could suck the fucking chrome off a trailer hitch was <laughs> Doctor Ruth. I'm telling you right now, Doctor Ruth Westheimer. Gosh, she could suck a golf ball through fifty foot of garden hose. I'm telling you, man, unreal. Also, I will point this out. Like there are very few lady doctors out there who are like, I'm going to find a man with no knowledge. Like that's just not generally how shit works. Generally speaking, people like are attracted to and attract other people who are like education, not generally well, speaking, educationally similar. Well, and mostly you find rats in the same cage, right. right? You find someone who's around you in some particular way. That's why there's so many people who are in PhD programs who marry someone else in their PhD program right. or something, that's right? Who you're around They're in all the day. same. That's this. You're around that person all the time, and then you you eventually become friends, and maybe you eventually become married. And the same thing happens with doctors and nurses. They're all in the same place all the time. Yeah. So like, the nurse marries the doctor, or the doctor marries the nurse, or whatever. However, doctors works. marry and, each other. Yeah, doctors marry each other. Nurses marry each other. Nurse marries to somebody else who's involved. The physical therapist. Those those people see each other all the time. But and like, the same thing yeah. happens in a fucking. The reason it, when my mom and dad met. The reason why my mom and dad met. My mom was working as the as the like assistant dispatcher at a trucking company, and my dad was a truck driver. Right. That's how they met. Okay. Yeah. So the same thing happens. Oh, it's with almost a lot like you meet people. the people you're around. It turns what? out, yeah. But like, I know that changes now a little bit with the internet, but it's not, it's, it's, it was for a long time. That's how it was. Yeah. I, I also don't think like there's a lot of people who are like going through med school and are like, yeah, I would date a custodian. Not that there's anything wrong with a custodian. It's just that like, generally speaking, people are looking for somebody that they can engage with on an intellectual level. Like that's just, that's very sure. frequently something people look for. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, so like his concern is like, well, what if it, this is not, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I want my daughters to marry a male, a man who has to be head. They have to be head because if they are not head, their marriage is doomed <laughs> to failure. I will say, I agree. <laughs> if you don't go down, that thing's not going to last. That's just <laughs> temporary at best. We, we get these stories all the time and, and a religious misogynist. Huh. I, I, at this point, I literally cannot even reach up to clutch my pearls anymore. <laughs> I just... How dare you? How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. 
It's utterly, utterly evil. Why should I respect a capricious, mean-minded, stupid God who creates a world which is so full of injustice and pain? So this story comes from Al Jazeera. Man shot dead for blasphemy in Pakistan courtroom. So this, they just did, they didn't even wait for court <laughs> to happen. Like, this what is, happened? This is some guy who like, he claimed he was a prophet. And so they accused him of blasphemy because like, I guess you can only do that once and then your time is up. Like, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> didn't they have this guy in custody for a long time? Yeah, they had this, they had this guy in custody and they finally like brought him into, into court. Um, and some dude just shot this fucking guy six times. That, he's been he's been in police custody since 2018. Yeah, that's like the American system of justice. Where it, takes, <laughs> it is. It, it is. is. The, yeah, if you're poor, absolutely it yeah. is. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Like I was doing some reading about that the other day because like I do watch some crime shows and I you know, and it is not at all unfrequent infrequent for there to be a two or three year gap from the time that you're arrested to the time that you're tried. And I was like, wait a minute don't we have a constitutional right to a speedy trial? Like it's in there. You have it for exactly this reason. So that people don't get like thrown in jail for indeterminate lengths of time awaiting trial. And I did some reading and, and you know what I discovered, Cecil? You don't really have much of a right to a speedy trial. You don't. <laughs> you effectively do not have that right. Yeah. It is so difficult to make a case that because the courts are basically like, look, we're just bogged down. It takes this long for the state to put their case together. It is what it is. Holy and the, shit. And, and basically, we have all agreed to shrug and say, it is what, what it is. And so, like, if you're accused of murder, they don't let you out, right? You're just yeah, stuck there. A lot of people spend literally years in a county jail before they're even convicted of anything, if they're well, ever convicted. What happens if you're not convicted? Then you go free. But do they give you any compensation no, for the time that you your spent? Life. No, they ruin your life. They, you, you get nothing, Cecil. You get nothing because you were not, because that's how the system works. Fuck you is how it works. Jesus. You do not have, and you, you, you don't. Like I've been doing some, I did a bunch of reading. It's like you effectively do not have a right to anything approaching a speedy trial. I, I actually, uh, one of the things I, I've been reading this book, uh, uh, The New Jim Crow, which is a very interesting book if people haven't read it. it was I was turned on to it by someone. Uh, I, I was trying to find books on black history and I actually am reading another one now uh, called The Assassination of Fred Hampton, um, which happened here in Chicago. Um, the FBI assassinated a black uh, leader here in Chicago. But uh, but uh, uh, the uh, the book... New Jim Crow is crazy in the sense that they talk about how many people don't get through trial because they plea bargain right away. So it never actually gets to that point because they plea bargain. And then the amount of, uh, the amount of problems that felons have in this country after they, they become felons, you know, I know that some people will say, oh yeah, well they get to vote. Yeah. Well, they, sometimes they do get to vote. They get to vote after they pay all their fines. Well, these people are poor; they can't pay their fines. So essentially, fucked. You're, even if you, even if you're in a position right. where you can pay the fucking fine, you can't actually fucking pay the fine because you can't afford it, and then you can't get a job. It's yeah. just like the worst. It's, it's literally terrible. the worst. Yeah, and it's and it's essentially and and then they police way, way, way more heavily in in black areas than they do in white areas. Even though black people and white people have the same amount of chance of doing of committing crimes, they still police more heavily there, and then they commit more felonies, and so they essentially create a permanent felon underclass that is that will never be able to get 
uh, all the benefits of real society. They've essentially created a brand new slavery. That's insane. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, the, the amount of, and the amount of numbers that when you hear this, when you hear the numbers that happen in this, it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, but, uh, but you know, the, the speedy trial thing gets gets taken away because a lot of these people plea, even if they're even if they're not guilty, they'll plea. Well, there was a they, there was a story we didn't cover from last week that was like one of these protesters got like roughed up and like like they and they and they were contesting the reason that they were arrested at the protest. And the prosecution said, no shit, like, we don't have to produce the body cam footage. So there was body cam footage of the arrest and, like, what led up to the arrest. And so the defense was like, well... Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, they said, we yeah, would we don't like, have to do it. Yeah, and they were just like, well, look, this is supposed to go fast. Yeah. This is supposed to be this other kind of case that goes fast. So we are just not going to produce the evidence that is available for the viewing of the court. Because we just don't, we don't have to do it because it's too much work. It would take yeah, too long. Too the yeah, case doesn't long. merit it. Yep. These things plea out. Why isn't he just pleading out? And that was essentially what the prosecution said. Yeah. And they, I don't think that it resolved. I don't think that they got access. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think the defense got access to the evidence. Feels like the legal system is a polite fiction. Like, it's, it genuinely feels like a polite fiction. How much worse is it than you thought? Like on a it's scale so from worse. one to holy shit. It's so much worse, man. I thought, you know, I thought for my whole life, I thought, ah, oh, there's there's this this thing we have called the legal system. And there's just so many layers of shit in this country where you think that you're you're protected for certain things. And you're not, man. You're no. just not. You're no. just not. And the and the the way the system works, it's just made to fuck you. It's yep. just made to fuck you. Yep. Um, I want to talk real quickly about this guy, though, because this guy is in he's in the court. And they shot him dead while he's in the court. Yeah. And I can't help but think that this is the blasphemy guy. I'm rolling back all the way to the blasphemy yep. story. We actually started covering. But you go back to the blasphemy story. This guy is, is in court. I just like to think that the defense stood up or that actually the prosecution stood up and said, sir, we have one question. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the prosecution rests, your honor. <laughs> <laughs> Your witness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a little more liquidy oh, than human jizz. Okay, so you want me to make eye contact with the horse? Oh my god. Oh, f feels on my finger. I got on my lip. <laughs> Gas leak from horse semen container sparks hazmat alert at Havent Delivery Center. Fire crews have been called to a Havent Parcel Delivery Center after a 30 liter vessel containing horse semen. Began to leak coolant gas. <laughs> In other news, guys, there's 30 liters of horse semen. I have so many questions. I do too. I have a lot of questions. Is it is it blended or is it a single malt? That's my question. That's my question. I need to know. 30 <laughs> liters. That is a workout. 30 liters. Are you serious? They're like, how, like, okay, all right. 30 liters, one teaspoon at a time, baby. <laughs> so, like, does the farmer or whatever just have, like, a really weird Thursday? Is it, like, all, because, like, or does it, like, keep for a while? Is he just like, oh, my God, I got to jerk off so many horses today. <laughs> I, I got to milk my stallion. I'll be back in a second. I got to go outside and milk him. Uh, and they I, just... 
I hate just jerk like, off Thursday. <laughs> you gotta put it in the. You gotta put the fucking jerk off thing on the horse, and it's it's like a milking machine. It sucks it out, <laughs> puts it puts it on ice. Oh, hump this day is, is also, the worst. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh god, the horse is bored. You're bored. Everyone's just like, oh god, just they just fine. go to where they have to get it to, and they're like ladling it into where it needs to go. <laughs> it's like Jimmy. Jimmy, bring over that big vat of horse semen. Actually, it's a little soupy. Bring the immersion blender. I want to spin it up a little. I just want to get it a little thicker so I can use the spatula rather than pour it. Throw some cornstarch in there. That'll that'll win. You put it in an icing bag and you're piping out a rose with the semen. A third. I've just. I I know. I know that like horse semen is like harvested and like transferred and sold. Sure. And all, but like, sure. again, it's a volume issue that I am struggling with right now. <laughs> I am just, wow. It's just what one like, horse is prodigious as fuck though. He's just yeah. like, that's what, I, that's what I like to think. I like to think there's one horse that just shoots the other horse out with, <laughs> on like a slip and slide, just shoots it across the room when it's liters. finished. Yeah. Think of a two liter bottle. Now think of 15 two liter <laughs> bottles. <laughs> You could fill a water bed with that much semen. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I fill this water bed myself. <laughs> it is slightly warm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's it's got a it's a little warm for sure. A fire engine from Caution Fire Station and two from Waterloo Fire Station were called to the DPD. DP. I know. Wait a second. <laughs> Parcel delivery center. <laughs> I'm 15 again. I, I love this so much. I've been 15 my whole uh, life. This is the best. This, is, this is my Park. favorite. The call was made after staff at the depot found, quote, a white smoky mist coming from a package. <laughs> was it sublimating? <laughs> <laughs> the semen was just trying to be seductive. It was like <laughs> setting a mood. Hey, it's what we do. What's that smell? Is that... Is that... Semen incense you have burning? <laughs> oh God, it's so <laughs> How disgusting is that? That's awful. Uh, uh, call- there's trees. There's trees in downtown Chicago that smell like jizz. I've there's heard a, of that. There's yeah. a, there's a specific tree. I don't know what it is, but whenever whenever I walk by it, I'm always like. Is somebody fucking spunk up in this motherfucker? <laughs> you just smell, it just smells like somebody fucking came in a bucket. It just, it's just like somebody had a fucking spill of 30 liters of horse semen as you walk by. I don't know what kind of tree it is, but man, it smells like fucking jizz. Also too, one of the things that happened in this story is it just feels like one of those things, like you probably transport a lot of things throughout the year as a transportation company, but the one time the cops get called, it's because you were transporting semen, semen? right? <laughs> it's like, it, it, it's, it would be as if you went to the to the drugstore and they make that that breathy announcement over the intercom, I need a price check on slim fit condoms. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I like them. I like this. I like using the finger cots. What do you want from me? It's the only it's thing snug. that fits in. It's like a yeah. raincoat. It's very nice. These are the big ones. I feel like I'm flopping all just, over the I place. I am in flopping. There. I just like, I God damn. It's like putting a fucking galosh on my cock. I don't want to use the big one. A then I got to have a rubber galosh. band at the bottom and everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I, I got to tie another condom around exactly. the first one. It's <laughs> a, a series of condoms. <laughs> 
I'm wearing like 14 of these things. <laughs> I shared him with three other horses. There were times where I could accept it. There were times when I resented it because I wanted him there for me. Overall, you stand a pretty woman and a pretty mare. I'll take the mare. Uh, so in related, maybe? It's news? in related news, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But it's just that kind of week. I guess last week was bird week. Last week was emu week. Yeah. This week, so there's this is still horse an, week. there is an emu story in our... There is. They're popping up all over the place. When Yeah, so... So stories from KGAB. It's a Wyoming thing. I don't know. It's the only thing in Wyoming. Wyoming authorities investigate alleged sexual abuse of horses. So Come that's on. pretty much what that sounds like. They arrested a dude uh, yeah. who <clears throat> was uh, fucking horses. Is pretty much what it sounds like. Well, He's yeah, he breaking was, he into sexually, places. He he sexually assaulted one horse, but then they said he digitally penetrated a fall. And I was thinking, what well, what did he put his cell phone up there? He digi- <laughs> what are we talking about here? Zero zero one one zero 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 one. I look. I know people are feeling a little lonely. Because yeah, of the coronavirus, coronavirus right? the worst part of it, yeah. For and sure. I know, like, you got to be socially distant, you know, from <laughs> other people. But, like, I'm just saying, like, maybe get, like, maybe get, like, a horse magazine right now. Just, I mean, like, this is not your time. Like, it's, what the fuck? Like, maybe rent Black Stallion alone. Like, whatever you got to do. <laughs> There's also no way you're satisfying a horse that's used to 30 liters of cum. That's right. all I'm saying. There's no way. No way. I also want to say, too, the in the article, it said the founders of Wyoming uh, did not have, there's never been anything on the books about bestiality. It's never, it's never come up. And so they don't have, they said it's actually a difficult situation there because they don't have any real laws against it because they never brought it up. And I'm thinking, come on, people in Wyoming never thought about bestiality. Yeah, no, Not a be- single time in the past. Mm, come maybe, on. Yeah, maybe, that's, maybe that story's in reverse. So like, um, so yeah, that's not uh, against the law. Can we just so, skip over that? Because my brother-in-law, I don't want to put yeah. him away. Okay, know? all those in favor of uh, making fucking animals illegal. No takers? No, t- everyone's abstaining. <laughs> All abstained. You, everyone, everyone in favor of making fucking animals illegal, go to Colorado. <laughs> I think I'm having an overdose and so is my wife. Okay, you and your wife? Yes. Overdose of what? Marijuana. But I don't know if it had something in it. Do you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. Oh, how much did you guys have? Uh, I, I don't know. We made brownies and I think we're dead. I really do. So this story comes from WWMT, which, by the way, is real confusing because the W's and the M's right next to each other just looks, it looks like a mess. Kalamazoo County Sheriff d- directs detectives, well, that's that's a mouthful. Kalamazoo County Sheriff directs detectives to investigate message calling him fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I just got to read this thing. A West Michigan sheriff sent detectives to investigate a Facebook message he received calling him fat. Um, here's what the message says. You are a fat ass who needs to go on a diet. Stop us from living. Come get me if you, come get me if you want, tubby ass fat bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Somebody messaged the sheriff. (laughs) What was he playing? Xbox Live? I know. What was happening? Was was there a nine-year-old somewhere? (laughs) A nine-year-old somewhere furiously (laughs) typing away on their keyboard? Like if somebody like, 
crushes you in Call of Duty and he's the cops, you can't swat yeah. him. You what can't. are you supposed to do? <laughs> you swat the cops. <laughs> God, I wish that worked. So like, oh uh, God, wouldn't that be hilarious? So like, so, so what this guy did is he sent his detectives to go find the guy and go talk <laughs> to the guy. And he claimed he like sent him a threatening of, message. There's nothing good threatening use of here. Police resources. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Come and get me if you want me, tubby ass fat bitch. Uh, what? <laughs> like, I still have to come to you in order to have a physical confrontation. That's not threatening. Uh, You're just mad that you're fat. Uh, Incidentally, <laughs> he's fat. I love this story so much. And he's, he's, he's fucking sending the police helicopter out to go find a guy who said he was a duty head. It's my favorite shit. I you love can't the idea. You can't make fun of me anymore. I'm a police oh, officer gosh. now. I'm a police officer. You uh, got to stop bullying me. You know what's so funny is we were just talking about that uh, that one case where they, they won't release the, the data because they don't want to. But in this case, you can fucking reappropriate police fucking resources whenever somebody hurts your feet. <laughs> it's so amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. They, they, you hear they found that there was a person this week, I found a story where one of the people who lit fire to a, a car, a police car in Seattle, they found them through Etsy. Really? They had an, uh, a unique shirt on and they did some back searches and stuff like that. And they found that an Etsy store was like the only place I think that carried it. And they went through the people's uh, who bought it and they found they found the person who bought it. They found the person through backwards. It's hilarious when they when they want to find somebody to burn a cop car, they certainly can. But I'll tell you what, they certainly they certainly do move pretty slowly when it comes to cops killing our unarmed citizens. They yeah. move a little slower. I was going to say the same thing. Like all of a sudden, like we're fucking all CSI Miami on this shit when it's like when, when the cops have some fucking skin in the game. But like when somebody reports a rape, they're like, ah, eh, what were you wearing? You yeah. know, <laughs> exactly. What the and fuck? it turns out in this case, it mattered what she right. was So we want to thank our patrons. Of course, we want to thank all our patrons. We want to thank our newest patrons uh, for the last several weeks, uh, Ian. Uh, Traveling Texan, Thomas, Taylor, Joel, Justin, Tris, Michael, Joel, Grant, Big Booty Goth Queer, Dang, Furfur, Bika, Randy, Seely, Darius the Soso, treehuggerpestcontrol.com Commander William T. Riker's luscious beard <laughs> Loya Thomas the political Martian Lime Green Morpheus Kelly, Zachary Brianna, Tommen What have I gotten myself into? Douglas Something Stupid Zada, I'll take a pardon also Mr. President Abigail, Simon, and Nick, thanks so much for your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's been a patron and everybody who is becoming patrons. Uh, the studio isn't free and it isn't cheap. Nope. So we want to thank you for keeping this show going. This show is listener-funded, right? I know when we hear on uh, PBS all the time, they'll say, you know, we're listener funded. We are literally listener funded. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't have a we don't have a a John D and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation <laughs> to, give us, to give us a funding for our shows. 
So uh, the show is made by you. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what's great about this show is that we can do what we want because we know that you love it. So we thank you very much for being patrons and we thank you for chipping in and making sure this show is possible. Uh, we do this, guys. We do this for you guys and, and we're so happy that you, uh, you will allow us to do it. So thank you so much. Yeah, it means the world to us to have patrons to be able to continue to support us, especially through the pandemic, which yeah. has just been an absolutely wild ride. So we certainly would not have been able to make all the changes we made to keep the show going without the patrons. It costs a lot to it basically did. create two different glory holes. Yeah. That's yeah, more than just absolutely. a hole saw. Yeah, no, I mean, you need a lot more. You got to, there's a pillow there it's, that you, you know, need you wanna, on either side. Yeah, Got to like get some fucking yeah. rubber around the gasket and now, area. Yeah, and now Chase? there's hand sanitizer that well, you that's need. That's just so, polite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not. I mean, we already had the lube, but the hand sanitizer is a new touch. That's so. the, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we got a message from uh, Elvis. And he said that uh, we talked last week, Tom had mentioned about Facebook saying, look, you can work from home, but wherever you fucking move, we're going to charge you that. We're going to basically cut your pay based on your cost of living. And he said, federal civil service has been doing that for about 30 years. He said, in fact, it's a fact of life of the industry. And he said for federal employees, it's called locality pay for the military. It's called variable housing allowance. Yeah. And you know, I, I guess I would just note that like, the difference here is that like Facebook's already operating with a certain expense line on their personnel budget, right? Like, so they already, right. they're already spending X dollars and they've already negotiated that like employee A is worth Y dollars and they produce a certain product and it's worth it. And that's their line. And now like, it's not like, like the military is like, okay, if we station you in San Diego, we have to pay you more because housing is more expensive in San Diego. But that's because they chose to station you there. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, it has to do with who's giving you your marching orders and who's yeah. making the yeah who's making these choices. But Facebook has already Facebook already is spending a certain amount for its people, and they've already said these people are worth a certain amount. That's what we negotiated. This is just capricious. Yeah, because yeah. like this, like this is saying if you make a choice that better's your life, not if I make a choice to station you in San Diego, and that's expensive. But instead, it's like if I if you make a choice to go live, you know, in North Carolina, I just want to save some money too. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. It's just yeah, awful. Yeah. We got an interesting image. <laughs> so funny. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna post Jack sent it in. Jack, I love this image. We got a message from Kelly, and Kelly said, "I listen to your latest podcast. You're talking about superstitions. I don't actually believe in ghosts, uh, but in nursing homes after dark, they are creepy places. Uh, they'll definitely I I will definitely." Have you seeing things and hearing shit? And I will say this, uh, you know, you're kind of primed for all that stuff through our media and through the, the stories that we hear and all that stuff. And so uh, the human brain makes you freak out when that, when you're in those situations. I mean, one of the one, once there was used to be this MTV uh, show where you had to go spend the night in a scary place. Oh yeah, I remember that show. And they had they had made people go spend the night in some creepy place and they 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 had no lights. It was literally pitch dark. You could be I could be in here and if it's pitch dark, it's a little unnerving, yeah, right? Right. I even if I know my surroundings, you know, the only place that I feel really 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 comfortable is at home in the pitch dark, but many other places I don't feel comfortable in the pitch dark. Yeah. I feel a little on edge. And so, you know, you have, you just, you just have, your body just does this thing where it's, you know, where when you're not in a natural habitat, it doesn't feel good. And, and your body is also primed to get 
that sensory information from other places and bring it along with it. So while you, you know, you might know you might be a skeptic and an atheist, you might have watched ghost stories on TV and get, right. it gets your brain thinking. And like I, your point, Cecil, I think is exactly right, too, about like your body will tell your mind you're scared. Like it's a feedback yeah. loop. It's like if, if you turn off all the lights and you're just sitting someplace or you're like yeah. in a space that's late at night, it's mostly deserted. Like, sure. yeah, like your body your body is going to be primed for that response for a reason because that response keeps people safer. Like yeah. that is a response that like is it's evolutionarily what, yeah. advantageous to kick your senses up and yeah. make you more keyed up to danger. So sure. like your body's just teaching your mind like this is scary. Avoid that shit because maybe there's a lion. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, absolutely. It's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. I don't think you're a bad skeptic for it. Got a message from John and he said, you know, I, I was listening to you guys last week and you were talking about your disbelief on decorum on the Senate floor. And he said, I want to bring your attention back to 2004 when Dick Cheney said he could not be prouder of that time that he told Pat Leahy to go fuck himself on the Senate floor. Yeah. That was Dick Cheney's a fucking monster though. He so, is. And yeah. he did say, but when he was asked about that, he did say, it's sort of the best thing I ever did. And I have to say, yeah, but Dick Cheney, that's a low fucking bar. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, killing 100,000 Iraqis is is probably second on the list. Yeah, for right. Him. Yeah. Shooting yeah. your buddy in the face and making him apologize. <laughs> like, like when Dick Cheney is like your bar for like ethical behavior, you sure. gotta re-fucking calibrate. Got a message from Jay and he said, you know, I, a lot of, have you ever noticed a lot of people who hate the proverbial burger flipper are also the ones that bemoan the loss of manufacturing jobs? You know, it, it, when we talk about labor, just labor in general, there's a lot of people that are unskilled labor that hate other unskilled labor. Yeah, it's weird. And then there's and then and then there's also the the people who want to you've heard the the argument about you want to pay a, a burger flipper $15 an hour but uh but an EMT makes $15 an hour. And the problem is is that the the people on the top want want us to fight each other. Yes, they exactly. want us to fight they, yep. they want us to fight each other over who's getting you can't pay that person that much. I'm making right. that much instead of turning to the person above them and saying, "Yeah, they should be making that much and I should be making more." Right. That's not how it works for Thank them. you. Like the I've heard that so many times and it's like the counter is always like, "Well, then we criminally underpay EMT workers." Which yeah. is by the way fucking true. We like yeah. criminally underpay certain people. Like being judgy about a hard day's work is a shitty thing yeah. to do. Like yeah. I I don't care what you some of the like we were talking before in last episode, man. I remember like working at Burger King and like after a lunch shift like, and I was a fucking robust, energetic, like 17 year old man. And like, yeah, I would come home and be like, that was a lot of work. I yep. worked super, yep. like I'd be sweating, like pouring yep. sweat, moving fast, lifting heavy fucking boxes of shit, running as fast, like as you could over greasy floors to like run and get another box of this thing and that thing. And you're like hustling, hustling, hustling. And you would do it for hours on end. I mean, I fucking busted my ass at that job. I busted I my used to work, ass. I used to work at a at an industrial kitchen, industrial cafeteria, and the lunch service there was a fucking disaster every day. We were understaffed because they don't need you there all day. They really they the people that they need there all day, they have the perfect amount of staff for. And everybody's all hands hands on deck for lunch. And so sometimes I was the guy who would, you know, 
be the one who would handle certain parts of refilling certain things on the buffet and whatnot. But there were other days when I had to run that grill and that was just, it was just a line of people out the door every day, just constantly for, for three straight hours, you're just making people's food straight away. Just you're, you're basically a line cook. They come up. I want a double burger. Okay. Boom, boom, boom. You know, you're just constantly cooking the whole time. And then you're, you're the only one there. So you're constantly figuring out what they want. What do they want on it? What do they, you know what I mean? It's just, it's so much work. People throw it out there as if it's nothing. It's a lot of work and we expect a lot out of those people and we pay them very, very little. What was the worst of your like early job experience? What was the worst job you ever had? UPS, UPS. I quit. I walked off the, I walked off UPS. I walked, I never quit a job. Uh, I was sick. I had, I had started working there and I was there for maybe three weeks and, uh, and the job was hard. They yelled at you all the time to hurry up. You constant, constantly, I would, I would be unloading a truck and they would constantly walk up and say, you got to move faster. And I'm literally moving as fast as I can. I'm pouring sweat. I'm going as fast as I possibly can. And they're yelling at you to go faster constantly. And then I remember I was on the truck and sick and I was moving a little slow that day. And the guy yelled at me too many times. I said, fuck you. And I walked right off the job. And the guy said, you can't leave. And I said, fuck you. I can't fucking leave. <laughs> I can do anything watch I want. me leave. Right. He's like, you can't, you can't quit. I said, fucking watch me, dude. What are you kidding me? The fuck out of here. Oh, I walked the fuck off that job. What about you? Uh, it's a tie. Boston market was horrible. I worked at a yeah. Boston market for a few months and like that job was like, there's, there's only one person in the back making all the food. So, so one guy's job is to come in in the morning early and prep all the chickens and do the rotisserie. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And all the rest of that food was made by one person. So the whole back kitchen is staffed by one person. And you're just all day, just like schlepping stuff in and out of like ovens and these big steamers and like making enormous, ginormous vats of like gravy and shit. And it, it was just like, it's, it was not only difficult work, but like, it, like this is going to sound, but it was very, very lonely work because you're yeah. hustling all day. And I think a lot of those jobs are like that too. They're, you're hustling all day and you're like alone, your, your job isolates you from other people. You don't have any meaningful interaction yeah. with anybody else. Like yeah. those jobs are like, they're difficult, like on the soul too. Like I, like they're difficult sure. on the body, but like, they're just difficult, like for people. I'm a people sure. person. It was not my job at yeah. all. It was ridiculous. The other job I had, the very first job I ever had was at a car wash. My dad got me a job at a car wash and the job was to like, you know, like dry the cars with towels and like detail cars and you know, do that kind of shit. And it was an absolute criminal enterprise. The, 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 the car wash was a front. There was a guy at the car wash who sold drugs out of the car wash. So like, you're supposed to get out of your car, but if you stayed in your car and like flashed your lights or honked your horn, I don't remember what it was. This dude like would come up and like your car would come out of the wash and it's still surrounded. And like, he'd sell drugs out of the car wash. And like a huge number of the people working at the car wash were like, ex-cons and like people like right out of like, you know, troublesome. And then there's me and I'm like 15 and like people would fight for money in the detail bay. So they'd push in the detail bay and like you'd get in a fight and people would be betting on who was going to win at the detail bay. It was fucking insane. And then the manager and the assistant manager eventually robbed the place. Stole all the money and all the pagers. Yeah. They stole all the money and all the pagers and shit. And like tried to drive to Mexico 
And so I just like rode my bike because I didn't even have a fucking car. I like rode my bike like four fucking miles to get to the stupid car wash. And I'm like dressed in my idiot clothes. It was closed. And it was just, there was a sign on the door. It was just like, fuck off. You're closed now. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> I hated that job. But my dad got me that job. And I was so afraid to tell him how bad it was. So I'd come yeah, home yeah. and have all these bruises and shit. I'd be like, ah, the, one of the fucking Whopper things hit me instead of the car. It was it was like some dude in the detail bay. It's like, we're fighting for money now. I'm like, I don't want that at all. Like, what the fuck? It was the worst. But even that is still a tie for fucking Boston Market. Got a message from uh, Aaron and he sent an uh, image. that is very appropriate. So we're going to post it on this week's show notes. Got a message from uh, Mary, another job. She was saying that uh, that uh, she took a second job at McDonald's. She was already working 40 hours a week. She wanted to work 20 hours a week. She came in after the, after the second week. They literally scheduled her for 38.5 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Worked awful. that shift and never came back. You know, that's what happens with the second job. That's what that UPS was for me. It was just a second job. I was just like, fuck you. Yep. You know, I, I probably would not have walked off that job sick if that was my only job. But it just happened to be a second job, so I took it. I, I had a job like that at Borders Books. That I would, I tried. I had a second job, but I was so tired. I had like a newborn and a full time job that was more than forty hours, and like I just needed the money. And so, like, I would go to Borders from like six a.m. to eight a.m. And I was supposed to like alphabetize the books, and I would sit on one of those little stools, and I would just fall asleep because I was so. Oh my tired. gosh! I would just, and the manager would come by, and I'd be like fucking dreaming of sleep, just sitting. Are you serious? Oh yeah, I wasn't like dozing. I would sit and I'd start alphabetizing, but it's so fucking boring. And you're like, A, B, C, and I would just fucking <laughs> fall, just dead Count ass asleep, sleep. sitting, leaned up yeah. against the shelves, like just dead. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. What do they do? Did they yell at you? No, she was okay. She'd be like, hey, 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 you're supposed to be, she was kind of, you'd be like, you gotta be working here. And I'm like, oh, 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 yeah, I got you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, no, sorry. I'm sorry. I was just resting my brain because I was fucking <laughs> asleep, bitch. And I just quit after a while because I just was like, I'm not doing good I'm here. I'm not built for that shit. Yeah, I'm doing a bad job. Shit. Tom, we got a message from, uh, this is from Regina. Yeah, observation of why we're in this dumpster fire. The problem we have now is a scientifically illiterate public watching science happen in real time and expecting the right answers right away. And that's not how science works. Your test hypotheses with tightly controlled methodology and discard the ones that the resulting data does not support. That takes time and that takes errors. Instead, we have a nation drunk on religion, which claims to have all the right answers from the beginning and doubles down when their answers are re refuted by actual data. So they expect science to pick one answer and stick with it because that's what religion does. They want consistency because that provides certainty and reassurance even when it's wrong. And they care more about the comfort of answers that never change rather than if the answers are correct. I think that absolutely nails a certain segment of society. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. nails it. Absolutely well does. Stated. I think you're absolutely right. I think it's it's one of those things that uh, that um, that we are dealing with right now. And I said this before, and I think I think it really matters. Stupid doesn't hurt as much as it used to. Being stupid and being yeah. anti science should hurt. Yeah. And you're seeing some people right now reaping the benefits of that. Right. We talked about Herman Cain earlier. Stupid hurt him a lot. Right. Stupid hurt people. It, it can kill you. And in, and right now, it definitely can hurt you. The problem is, is that stupid is collateral damage on other people now, 
right? So we're in a position now where if you do something stupid, you could damage your family, people around you. You know, the more pigheaded you are about whether or not you're going to wear this mask, the more people around you that get stuck in this collateral damage because of your stubbornness. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not just that stupid hurts you, stupid hurts other people too. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, We are going to, we'll see. We're going to have a guest within a week or two. We're not sure exactly when. We're hoping soon. Um, We're looking forward to that. And uh, we're going to hopefully have a Bulgarity for Charity soon because we got to really get on these. (laughs) Um, But uh, but we'll keep you posted. Um, We are going to leave you like we always do, though, with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.